this incident. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Has shaken our community, has continued to shake our community, and we continue to mourn for the victims. It's been a little more than a week since four University of Idaho students were found stabbed to death in their beds, in their sleep, in their home. No arrests have been made, and it appears there are very few clues at this point. Police held a news conference to discuss what happened in the early morning hours of November 13th. On the evening of November 12th, Kaylee Gonsalves and Madison Morgan were at a local bar and were later at a food truck in downtown Moscow. They arrived home at approximately 1.45 a.m. on the morning of November 13th. Ethan Chapin and Zana Kernodal were at the Sigma Chi house before also arriving home at approximately 1.45 a.m. Two surviving roommates were also out in the community and they returned home at approximately 1 a.m. and did not wake up until later that morning. Just before noon that morning, someone found the bodies of Ethan Chapin, Zana Kernodal, Maddie Mogan, and Kaylee Goncalves. And people are terrified by this. At first, the police were trying to calm people's fears and telling them not to worry, but then they kind of walked that back. So joining me to discuss what goes into solving a crime like this is Joseph Scott Morgan. He is a forensic death investigator and a frequent guest on Law and Crime. Joseph, welcome back to Sidebar. Hey, Antoinette. Thanks for having me. I want to know what your initial thoughts are on this. Obviously, this is a horrific thing. They said that the autopsies revealed that all four of these students were stabbed. They were likely asleep in their beds at the time and that some had defensive wounds. They said that the two other roommates in the house have been cleared as suspects along with the person who called 911. So it seems like we have a real 
mystery on our hands. Yeah, we do. And the first word that really came to mind when I began to hear information trickle out about this is complicated. And it is. It just makes sense. You know, the more victims you have progressively, the more complicated a scene becomes. And particularly one, I've heard a lot of people throw around the term intimate and personal. And listen, Sharp force injuries are intimate and personal. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a sexual connotation with it. It's just that when someone is killed, it's not like firing a weapon at someone at a great distance. You're in their space at that moment in time, not just once, not twice, not three times, but four times. And so for me, uh, having not seen the scene, obviously, but reflecting back in my career, any Anytime I've had edged weapons that have been involved in a crime like this, you're going to have copious amounts of blood. And of course, blood can reveal a lot of things. It truly can. I mean, we can learn all kinds of stuff. We can do a DNA profile, you know, we can, and even more generally, you know, we can do blood typing. However, they cover up a lot of things with all of the transfer evidence, crusted blood that you'll have on surfaces, and of course, unfortunately, on the bodies. You won't be able to appreciate anything immediately. So it, it, they have got, a Herculean task in front of them. It would be a Herculean task for a large department, but you know, we're talking we're talking about a very tiny police department. Sure. And they are being assisted by the FBI. Uh, they said that they have two behavioral analysis unit investigators and then many more agents assisting with this case. They've also received 646 tips so far. And the police chief said that all will be investigated. And to this point, they've conducted 90 interviews. So I find it interesting too, Joseph, that it's kind of sad actually that we're talking about a case where social media age, they said that there are so many people throwing out people's names online. They tried to dispel some of that at the press conference, but how do you go about eliminating suspects in this case? They said they've already eliminated the roommates and the person who called 911. They're not disclosing who called 911, but they're saying that these people have been eliminated. So where do you go from here? You have four students. I'm assuming you, this thing just kind of grows in mushrooms because you're trying to look at everybody who's involved with these four people. Yeah. And think about it. If for many of us that, that have regular jobs, I'm a college professor, so it's not really a regular job. But when you have a regular job, you've got a very tight knit circle of people that you interact with on a daily basis that have been in collegiate environments can identify with the fact that that circle is gigantic. Okay. In a university setting, you might not have day-to-day -day contact with people, but you're going to be surrounded by probably more people on a day-to-day -day basis than you will at any other part of any other time in your life. People that you don't know, people that might be sitting next to you eating lunch, people that you walk into class with that you don't know. I mean, you're in a classroom with 40 people. You're not going to know everybody in there. So that for the police Everybody is a suspect, a person of interest, if you will, until they can begin to narrow that down. And it's obviously, they have started with a normal progression here, all right? You think about the, the roommates that were present with them that night, those, those, you know, two that were left alive. They've checked them off at this point. So they're kind of progressing out. And you work, you work concentrically you know, out to the periphery. So you start with everybody that's in the tight, intimate group that they're, they've been to parties with, they hang out with regularly, because it's not necessarily that those people are full-on suspects, but they might know somebody that said something or did something that was menacing in some way, some creepy guy that was hanging around that was on the peripheral of the periphery of their lives that kind of gave them a bad feeling. You have to go out and interview all of these people. So the fact that they've gotten a lot of tips 
is not surprising in a case like this. You mentioned we're in social media age, obviously. So you have all of that to contend with as well. There'll be people out there that truly do want to assist. And of course, there's other people that want to create havoc sometimes. You'll get calls that come in that mean nothing whatsoever. So you have to be very skilled now, particularly nowadays uh, as a police officer when you go to run down these, these leads. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I, I want to add, because you had mentioned this earlier about this being an intimate crime, stabbing, there were no signs of sexual assault. The police chief said that from the autopsy. So we would want to clear that up as well. I find this just to be really confusing, Joseph, because they, this person stabbed four people. I mean, I can't imagine ha having somebody stabbed and not screaming and waking up the person next to me. So are we talking one person here or are we talking more than one one stabber or more than one assailant? <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, the I think that some of these uh, people that have been disseminating information have stated, I think a couple of them had, had stated that uh, they felt this was one person. Now, I rely on that. I think that we all do. That's, you know, is being put out at this point in time. Is it possible more than one person can be involved? Mm, possibly, because you're, you're talking about four people are deceased, right? So uh, my big question, Anjanette, when, when this first kind of came across my field of view was, well, if that's the case, how do you control, how do you control four people? in order to facilitate this. This is not like somebody walked in with a handgun and shot everybody. But the coroner openly stated, uh, which again was interesting because she spoke, she gave conference before the police had actually had a conference. And, you know, she stated they were asleep when this occurred. Okay, well, they're, they're asleep. So that, that means that the individual that engaged in this, the perpetrator, was systematic. You can kind of, if that's the case, if what they're saying is accurate, the takeaway is, okay, well, they had to be familiar with the location, the layout, because anybody could agree this floor plan is kind of odd <laughs> you've got a, a split level kind of 
you know, structure here. They're saying there's a first floor, but it's really not a true first floor. It's more like a basement. And you have the second floor that has entrance through sliding glass doors, which is kind of on a flat plane. You can look out through those windows, I think in the Zillow photos, and you can see for some distance at the top floor. So the individual didn't apparently harm the people on the bottom floor. On the second floor, they did harm. And on the third floor, they did harm. And then they had to exit. So the dynamic of this environment is interesting. It gives you an indication, I think, of a familiarity. Maybe the subject was watching them from a distance for some time, which I think would not be very difficult to do in that backyard. I urge anybody in the sound of my voice, please go look at these photographs. And you can see looking out of the sliding glass doors, you can see for some distance. And if the lights are all on in this place, there's a wood line over to the left. You could stand in the wood line. No one would ever see you at night. And you can see everything that's going on inside of that house that's backlit, you know, through those windows. Very troubling. Very troubling. Yeah, very troubling indeed. And let's hope that because there were defensive wounds, there were there, they could see that they tried to fight off their attacker. Hopefully some type of evidence that can lead to the perpetrator can be found. We want to give out the tip line really quickly. Anybody who has information about this should call 208-883-7180. That's 208-883-7180. There's also an email inbox, tipline at ci.moscow.id.us. Joseph Scott Morgan, forensic death investigator, thanks so much for coming on to talk with us about this. We really appreciate it. Anytime, man. You have a great day. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Logan Harris. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. Alyssa Fisher handles our bookings, and Kiara Bronson does our social media. You can listen to and download Sidebar anytime on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.